This is Out of His League with Mackenzie Dittman. All right, you guys. So I am sitting across from the beautiful Kira Green. You guys, she walked in and I literally was like, <laughs> did this girl just Stop. land on like this planet from freaking heaven? I <laughs> Stop it. You are gorgeous. Stop it. Her skin is just like glowing. And I'm like, wow, OK, I wish it looked like this. <laughs> no, can we can we not be down on ourselves right now? Can we lift each other up? Like- exactly. Wait, I shouldn't be doing that. I should be saying yes. like we can all be beautiful. But mm-hmm. no, I just think there definitely is a presence about you Mm. that is pretty much undeniable and I think people can gather that from even just your social media like because for so long we never met in person yeah I remember it yeah in a minute just over social media like oh my god kitty like this this and that yeah exactly (laughs) and then I interviewed you for my video segment for YouTube for that yeah the New Year's Mm -hmm. one yeah (laughs) and that was the first time we'd even like spoken kind of like that and then we met over the summer at at an event that was gorgeous on that video call I, I turned the video call and I was like god damn Mackenzie okay I think you're in like a sparkly yes, blouser yeah, dress or something yeah, yeah I was going for this whole thing of like that I was like the host of a New Year's Eve special she looked like a bougie <laughs> can I curse on this or no yeah go ahead bougie bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was I was trying it was my moment I uh, I love when I just have like ideas like that of yeah. oh, okay like I'm gonna do this but The theme for this season of the podcast, speaking of creative ideas I have, is identity crisis. And I have been dying to have Kira on the podcast. The first season I wanted to have her on too, but I think that what I resonated with before I even got to meet her was I loved that her bio said biracial, bicoastal, and bisexual. That might not be the order, but when I, I saw... Is that the order? Is that the order? <laughs> I so. When I saw that, I was like, wow, this girl like knows who she is and like she is proud of who she is. And I know that obviously in this society today, it, people are becoming more accepting of learning more about their sexuality and, and not being so restricted. Mm-hmm. But we do still live in a world where people like to put labels on things. And I think that the fact that you are very vocal and you've become, I think, a voice in, in both communities of someone who identifies as biracial mm-hmm. and someone who identifies as bisexual. And I honestly just wanted to understand more of how you got to this point. Yeah, I mean, I would still say every day is an ongoing journey where, yes, I feel like, okay, today I'm going to be as confident as I can be with who I am and the ongoing thing of, like, learning about yourself because that's constantly changing, Mm -hmm. you know, but... I mean, since I was little, I was raised by very, I always say, like, hippie-ish parents who... Her parents are amazing, by the way. If you have never <laughs> They seen... look younger than me. Their skin glows brighter than mine. Her dad has the most gorgeous... Long dreads, yeah. Long dreads. Like, they're incredible. <laughs> and my mom's just, like, this spicy ginger lady. Like, she's just... They're interesting, but they always, from a very young age, you know... My dad was raised Baptist Christian. My mom was raised Jewish. And they found each other, fell in love, and they were just like, okay, when we have kids, we felt kind of confined in who we could be and wanted to be. And it made them as they, you know, it took more years, they said, to find out who they were. Whereas as their kids, they wanted to be more open and be like, okay, do whatever you want. Put your heart in whatever you love. As long as you're not hurting anyone or doing anything wrong, like we'll support you and love you. Mm -hmm. Love who you want to love, you know, anything, anything in the books. So I think from a very young age, they just preached, you know, in a way, be yourself and that will be accepted by us. And I think at that age, like that's the most important people that you want, you know, to, to believe in you and support you as your yeah. parents. And that gives you just the foundation to then be yourself. And then whoever's an asshole or annoying or terrible and doesn't like you, you're like, well, my family loves me and I love me. So fuck you. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> you know? I wholeheartedly agree that parents have a huge impact on how we turn out as we yeah. grow older. And especially during those formative years, like mm-hmm. of our childhood, but you had to have noticed that, you know, like mom and dad are very mom and dad are very different (laughs) yeah no well my dad wore like nail polish and I remember just because of you know society or even that young of an age my classmates and just seeing other parents and dads my dad came in one time with like painted nails and I was like 
do not come into the classroom like you are going to embarrass me it was like literally kindergarten Mm -hmm. and I was in a way shaming my father for just being himself and just because I didn't see any of the other dads doing that Mm -hmm. you know so even at that young young of an age with supportive parents I still with everything around me was like that's not right because no one else is doing that Mm -hmm. and I mean as time went on I realized that I was more and more like my dad where I was seeing that certain things just weren't aligning with what I was seeing as the norm Mm -hmm. like middle school wise I would watch shows and like going into sexuality like I would watch shows and I would always see guy and girl like Mm -hmm. the guy has a crush on the girl the girl has a crush on the guy like that same like go around love story and before I even knew that I liked guys I liked girls Mm. so you know a lot of people maybe it's like the opposite way where they're like I like boys and oh my god now I'm starting to have these feelings for girls I was so like aware and open because of my parents with my feelings that at a young age I knew that I liked girls because I don't know I would just get like nervous around them Mm. and I realized it wasn't like oh I'm just being antisocial or like scared to talk to people because I was fine talking to like whoever and whatever it was like a girl that I would find really pretty and I just did not know what to say (laughs) like you know like how a guy gets with a girl when they're in kindergarten even and you're like the boy gets weird around the girl or he's mean to the girl like I was literally that girl but to another girl (laughs) well and it's part of like it's a part of like having that at home of creating that environment of you're not saying like I, it sounds like your parents never even put those like ideas in your head of okay so you're gonna like like uh, you, if you're a son you're gonna like girls and if yeah. you're a daughter you're gonna like boys it sounds yeah. like it was just so accepting from literally like birth yeah. that it's really cool that we probably are fighting that when we're kids like mm-hmm. when you start to notice like obviously there's like the debate I hope that some people are starting to realize that like sexuality a lot of that has to it's established not through culture or anything like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is established from birth. And so oh, yeah. when you are thinking about your feelings and you're confused and you're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. If you're not letting the social constructs of sex and gender and everything yeah. like restrict you, mm-hmm. probably was almost nice that you just like liked girls and you're like, oh, okay, like I think she's cute. Instead of being like, oh my God, I like a girl. Like this is so bad. No, yeah. And that's where my parents were like so beyond their time because they were like, if you like a girl or a boy, like they would literally say that to each one of my siblings. And I have a brother and a sister. I'm the only one that is bisexual and doesn't like the same, you know, just the same sex. Mm-hmm. So, but they had that same dialogue with all of us. And I just turned out to be the one that was like, oh yeah true you know and that still doesn't mean that you know I came out in eighth grade and I was one of the first girls and still in that moment in that moment I thought you know I was just into girls Mm -hmm. because I really hadn't had feelings for a guy yet I guess or anything like that I thought they were that they were cute but I was never like oh my god I want to date a guy or like oh I have feelings for this guy and I just remember like sitting on the table in my living room with my dad and I was like I started literally like crying my freaking eyeballs out because I was like weirded out by myself. I didn't, and it was less of like him not supporting me, but more of like, how is this going to change like the outcome of my life? Like, how are people going to look at me differently? I don't really see many girls on TV coming out at this age or being into girls. Like, I don't even know what it looks like. You know, Mm -hmm. like we read books and attain knowledge to understand things and feel like more confident about our future and I was like I have nothing to go off of you know like yeah there wasn't an example out there at all and I mean I still don't think there's very many good examples my sister was talking about how um just being in LA I think there is obviously like there is a great community Mm -hmm. um and I think you kind of have to find that Mm -hmm. on, on your own and I've even heard that sometimes even for bisexual people like I don't you can tell me if this is true or not sometimes it's really hard for bisexual people because like lesbian girls are like well you're bi and so you like you could yeah. you know like I've heard that and it's I think people don't think like it's all it's all one community and everyone hangs out and, and it's more complicated than that of course you would think like if there's a group of people that have a lot of similarities like say the gay community that everyone's just gonna support each other even though there are different groups in that gay community you know um there's always the stigma of bisexuality is just a transition phase Mm -hmm. you know like say a girl comes out as bi they're even more you know respected to be bi and not think that it's you know just her saying that she's gay where you know, if a guy says he's bi, he's gay. There's no, there's no, like, you know, there's totally that stigma that it's a transition spot. And Mm -hmm. like a lot of, not a lot, but some people who are fully into the same sex are like, 
you know, you don't belong here because yeah. you're in the in-between or something like that. And I mean, that's not everyone, but of course there, there is still that thing, you know, like I said, especially for men where it's like, no, that's a transition phase. You're you're gay yeah you're <laughs> you know? you're just gay and you hadn't identified as it yet yeah. or covering up it and at this point it's like you know you can have everyone has thoughts on other people but at some point just like mind your own business like if someone is in a transition phase and they're getting more comfortable leave them alone if they're saying they're bi leave them alone yeah <laughs> like, yeah well she was saying that um there's some complaints from some of her friends that euphoria this season that they are expl- they're exploring do you watch euphoria i don't I'm shocked. (laughs) I know everyone is when they ask me. I'm the kind of person, Pisces, I know you like have another podcast, (laughs) but like Pisces where if I watch something like I'm so emotional and I heard that it was really, really dark. And if I watch a show that's super, super emotional, like I take that in and I feel it for like the whole week. Yeah. Like I... I feel like I'm in the body of that character and now their life is my life and I have Mm. to feel their feelings. And I think I made it to like, you know, I grew up in the fashion world and I saw a lot of girls with substance abuse Mm -hmm. and one of the first in that, yeah, I think the first episode they like show Rue, Rue, the main character, she like overdosed and Spoiler I turn, alert. I mean, sorry. I don't think that I don't think it's going to spoiler. It's literally I think the first episode know. of the first season. If you're like a diehard, you know it. So I literally watched that happen and I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, no. So I don't know if it gets better from there, but I could not continue watching. I, so part of like, I think with my attention issues, I watch so much TV, but how much of my attention is really being devoted to watching that? I'm Mm. not really sure. So I almost (laughs) feel like I need to go back and watch season one because Mm. it's kind of a blur. Season two, I've really been enjoying, but a lot of season two is they're exploring more of their relationships. And that's where this all ties back to like seeing someone who's like you on TV and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing is... Um, they're giving representation to more sexualities like they're exploring that one of the characters might be asexual Um, Jules is trans but she is I don't even know how she would necessarily identify as far as if she's bisexual or maybe she's non just like I I don't know that she's ever outright said Mm -hmm. and I think that Rue thought that she was a lesbian like Rue herself thought she was a lesbian Mm -hmm. but they're like maybe she's asexual and um I guess that some people are upset that they're not representing like a truly like gay person and see what what even is that yeah and that's where it comes into place there is no true this or true that it's such a gray area of sexuality. I really do think, like, of course there are straight people in this world, but I'm a big believer that they're the smallest majority. Like, yeah. like they're the smallest amount, to use the right term. Like, I do think that it's such a gray area. I think that labels are great. It's why I have that on, you know, mm-hmm. my bio, because I do feel like when people see a label that they understand that's been talked about for some time, they're like, oh, I understand it. I respect it. Like, whatever. Or just, you know, they understand it. It's easier to digest, I always say. But at the same time, labels fucking suck because it's like, then it, it, it does put you in this box. And it's mm-hmm. like, what if you do over time? People do. What if you realize that you're different like, yeah. and things have changed and then people are like, no, you are this. It's like, no, you are whatever you want to be any day you want to be like whatever. Well, and how much are we restricting ourselves? Like sometimes I think about this a lot. Like I have never really had any kind of like a lot of my friends have explored girls, like mm-hmm. girls who are identify as straight, but I've explored mm-hmm. things with girls. I've never done that and I don't really I think girls are beautiful actually when I was like eight I remember thinking Beyonce's boobs were incredible (laughs) and I'm like mom am I lesbian because I love her boobs and I was so confused and I do have a really strong appreciation for women's bodies but I'm not sexually attracted to them and I've always wondered like is that my mind shutting myself off from it or am I maybe just truly not attracted to women at all and that's okay no yeah I think follow your gut I mean I two of the you know strongest women in my life that I know very closely my mom and my sister mm-hmm. my sister is you know kind of how you said your friends were like she realized it's and that's why I said it's, it's a spectrum on the rainbow yeah like my sister you know is further than you she would love to make it out with girls love doing stuff with girls mm-hmm. but she tried it out came to a point and she was like I like doing that but I would never really have feelings for a girl never want to date a girl mm-hmm. never want to you know marry a girl pretty yeah. much and she, but she loved hooking up with them and having a good time you know mm-hmm. so that's her in the spectrum my mom 
more like you. She's always been like, I love girls. Girls are beautiful. Like she even has like that girl crush thing where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I love her. But she, no, she wouldn't, she wouldn't want to kiss her. She's never had that desire, you know? And that's once again, I don't think that you're cutting yourself off. Like Mm -hmm. if you look within and you really do not want to kiss that human, you know, you don't want to kiss that human, but that's when I bring it back to even humans because sometimes someone will go their whole life thinking they're into the same sex and then they just meet this person that makes them feel some type of way that they didn't even under didn't even understand could happen so yeah well and there's that that I don't I'm not a fan of like the term of it or like the practice of it where lesbian girls like go for straight girls on purpose and they're like I'm gonna turn them I don't know that I like that expression um because it just seems like a power thing of like I'm gonna like change her mind but I think that's kind of like what you're saying is I think it's possible that you're identifying more with like the soul of someone and you're connecting with them and maybe you do want to explore that totally and being open to that but I don't think it's like you can turn no the whole turn someone situation no that's totally yeah. I feel like that's offensive that's <laughs> completely offensive yeah that's yeah. <laughs> no the only thing that I've heard or maybe even a time that I did is like when I knew that I wasn't ready for a relationship I maybe like fooled around with girls that like obviously told me they were straight but it was just because I knew that there was nothing to come from it mm-hmm. and I was okay with that yeah but then I've been on the other side where I fall fell for a girl pretty much who was like pretty straight straight yeah, yeah. And, and fucked myself up with that but no you I, you can't turn someone but I definitely believe you know as sappy as it sounds like you said like soul to soul like human to human you might feel some type of way for someone that you never thought you would and it just happens mm-hmm. so that's why I like to conform yourself in like being one thing or in this category of people is just stupid to me well going back to like you coming out in eighth grade Mm -hmm. so you I'm assuming came out to your parents and your family first and then kind of how did you do that with your classmates and everything for some people who are maybe in that position of wanting to start the process yeah well I was always you know a quality not quantity person so in school I had like two really really close friends and I just decided to you know tell them first I knew in a way because we just had the same outlooks on things that they would respect it of course I don't think they were expecting it though like they Mm -hmm. weren't expecting me to be like yeah like I'm into girls and of course I was scared that they would look at me differently or think that I immediately was into them because that's also a sadly a huge thing that happens when you tell your girlfriends they all think that you're like all of a sudden looking at their boobs and Mm want to make out with them immediately and like all this different stuff and it's like no bro you're not my type (laughs) like just because you're in a dude does every dude walking down the street do you want to have like yeah it's stuff with them like no it's a very 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 valid point yeah but no I told them and then it's so long ago it's literally eighth grade I told them and I feel like I started talking to this girl that yeah everyone like all the guys in the school liked like she was super popular of course I thought she was super cute too like she was just like the pretty girl Mm -hmm. of the grade so of course like I'm a little competitive I always liked her like I knew all the dudes wanted her too I'm like I'm gonna be the first person to ask this girl (laughs) (laughs) like I'm gonna do it and I did that and that's kind of how people found out because then the next day it was like oh my god Kieran blah 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 are, are dating their girlfriend girl Friend. Was she also? She didn't say that she was. I just kind of you could tell took a leap of faith. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, no. In that grade, I feel like everyone is so like trying to be the same. You don't know what anyone is. Like yeah. it's, it's middle school. It's not even high school. Or still, yeah. people are kind of figuring it out. And then college, it's like, oh, you can be your true self. It's like middle school. Everyone is wearing the same shoes, the same yeah. leggings, the same wristband. So no, I took a leap of faith, and she said yes, which Aww. I was happy about. But I mean, it was definitely, once again, hard in the way that people were like, you don't look like you're a lesbian. Like, yeah. you don't look, even they would say, like, manly or anything like that. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And then in a way, too, yeah, the dudes in the gray, dudes in general, will sexualize it. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, if you're an attractive girl or just in general, girl on girl, whatever, dudes will sexualize it. And they won't take it seriously. And that make, that made me pretty pissed off throughout the years for sure yeah I mean I've known people that um and this is something that 
I, I just stand very differently on it of girls who are in relationships, monogamous relationships with a guy. Mm-hmm. They'll make out with girls for fun in front of their boyfriend as like a sexual, like a turn on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think to each your own in your own relationship. But um, I have known some guys that were like, my girlfriend does this and like everyone like loves it kind of thing, but I don't really like it that mm, much. Interesting. And I think that that kind of ties into the sexualization of like girl on girl. It's versus like guy on guy. Like exactly. It's, it's yeah. a very, it's a hypocrisy mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And it's like, yeah. it suits every relationship. But when you talk about sexualizing it, that's what I first comes to mind for me of guys who are like kiss, kiss, kiss. And it's like, well, for some people, like, it's not, like, a show. It's, like, yeah. they like yeah. them. And like you said, to each his own, if you're in a relationship and y'all want to get jiggy and whatnot and invite a girl, like, go right ahead. Do you. But, I mean, it is, I would say, that, like, people should be more respectful you know respect a girl on girl relationship like my first girlfriend not my middle school girlfriend that was like you know not <laughs> not too serious lasted like two weeks you know? yeah like my first love lasted years you know we just always felt so uncomfortable because we would go to you know out to parties we would go to restaurants we would go to clubbing and we were very affectionate we were very in love I'm a very touchy person when I'm like dating someone people mm-hmm. will know that if they've like watched me with people on tv and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm super touchy and we honestly like at a certain point stopped being as touchy as we were and we were like very self-conscious like going out because like a guy would just be staring or to the point of a guy would come up and be like, can I join, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was always just like, shut up. Like you are disgusting. It made me in a way, even though like I'm into men too, it pushed me further and further away from men because majority of my life I was only dating girls. And I was like, y'all are disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just let me and my girlfriend in our very natural state, like enjoy each other. Like how dare you in a way, you know, it just grossed me out. So, but then like you said, double standard, if it was a guy on guy, they would probably be getting punched in the face by another guy because it's like get the fuck out of here and and that's just where it's it's weird the whole gender situation the gender situation (laughs) is complicated and I feel like I don't know I feel like you have to treat it like it just has to be a like you said a respect thing of Mm -hmm. like understanding where everyone lies on it kind of thing because I'm I mean, some people do have more open relationships and that mm-hmm. kind of thing is cool. And I think it's totally fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But I imagine like if you maybe like just identify as a lesbian and then that kind of stuff happens and like it, it does sexualize it in totally. a way. Um, but I was trying to remember where I was going. Oh, wh- um, when did you realize that you might like boys though? Okay, so that was literally actually my first year out in LA, like right before At Love what age? Island literally like 20 I didn't lose wow. I didn't lose my virginity to a boy like I lost my girl virginity way younger <laughs> but I didn't lose my virginity to a guy until I was 21 wow yeah literally <laughs> do you consider it as like its own separate virginity yes wow. like because I feel like I was having sex younger than 21 I was having yeah. sex um but I didn't have sex with a guy until yeah 21 years old and that's where you know the whole stigma too of oh you're bisexual so you're sexually aggressive or yeah. like open and it's like you know no I was in very committed relationships I wasn't all over the place and yeah the first time I was with a guy was way later than and no judgment like everyone at different times but like way later than I would say the majority or mm-hmm. the normal age that a girl has sex with a guy or whatever people say you know why do you think that it took that long do you think it was maybe just the change in scenery or like where you were at in your life like no I would honestly well yeah where I was at in my life I have always what I learned about myself was I like female energy Mm -hmm. so that always doesn't actually even come in the shape and size of a female yeah there are I've learned that I when I like men they are more metro and they Mm -hmm. have more feminine tendencies Mm -hmm. so like I feel like I always kind of bring the masculine energy in any relationship that I'm in and whether it's a guy or a girl they will have more of a feminine energy if that makes any sense so like I like understood that because I was hanging around this guy when I first moved out here just he was like one of my sister's like really close friends Mm -hmm. so he was just around me a lot and you know he had hair to his shoulders and like was like super kind of 
Jimi Hendrix vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it was like Hot. jewelry and like just you know vibey. Like that mm-hmm. that vibe that honestly on TikTok now I feel like a lot of guys are doing where yeah. girls are into that now and it's not like the jock. They're into like the guy that paints his nails and wears the jewelry and swishes his hair all over the place. No, you I know? agree. The jock is fading out. The- yeah, <laughs> but that it is going more in like the metro. Mm-hmm. A guy can wear pink. Like all this different bullshit that was so ew. If you do that, you're not cool. Or you're not hot or you're a girl like I learned oh I like guys I like men but they they usually have this feminine more metro energy that I'm attracted to that females tend to have too and that's when Mm -hmm. I was like oh I like both okay yeah (laughs) that's really cool honestly but I think that means that like we talked about like connecting with someone's soul on like the kind of have you ever like have you ever tried out going for someone with more masculine energy and then I mean, I've never just tried out with someone in general unless I initially feel that pull and, Mm -hmm. like, sexually attracted to them, like, mentally attracted to them. So I've just never, talking to those types of men have been like, oh, I want to kiss you. Like, no. It almost feels like you have, like, such an attuned sense of, like, what you like to be around and what you don't like to be around. And I feel like a lot of times, especially when it comes to, like, hetero relationships with girls, like, we really badly like want to just find this perfect guy and like there's kind of society has told us that it's very much like this way and like and you you kind of overlook maybe you feel uncomfortable or maybe you feel uneasy or maybe like oh he did this and he did that but it's okay and like I feel like you're not really listening to how you're feeling and it almost sounds like whether this be like through your journey with you know sexuality or Mm -hmm. just with yourself that you seem to have a really good sense of this is the presence I want to be around. If that's a girl or a guy, doesn't really matter, but I want this presence. No, I think a lot of people, and especially girls, of course, because, you know, we're taught fine prince charming and all that different stuff. It's like you fall more in love with the thought of being in love and being in that relationship than the actual person. Mm -hmm. So then you get your heart broken because, like, you've completely built this whole story up of, like, what this guy is going to be and do for you. And then you're, like, head over heels because you've built up this whole story before actually literally looking at him and seeing what his movements are, like, what he's doing, how he's treating you, like, all this different stuff. And, like, my biggest thing has always been, once again, going back to my parents, they were, like, you, your love comes from within. It comes from you first so until you find someone that treats you with the same love that you're treating yourself with like do not fuck with them you Mm -hmm. know so I was never like oh I need to get in a relationship so bad that I'm gonna find Jack over here or Samantha over here and be like you are my wife you are my husband and this is love this is perfect this is everything like Mm -hmm. not that I'm a Pisces so I'm definitely in a dreamlike state half the time (laughs) but like I'm a realist in the other way like if you I'm kind of cutthroat. If you kind of do several things that I'm like, oh, oh, like I'm not going to ignore just to stay in a relationship to be like, I'm in love and in a relationship. I'm like, okay, no, this is not going to last anyway. So let me keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're just able to just really listen to yourself. And I wish that people kind of had that on a loudspeaker in their mind a little (laughs) bit more. And I think I'm trying to do that a lot more too. Starts within. Yeah. (laughs) Being more conscious about that kind of thing. Um, but you talked about you talked about how you came out and stuff. But bringing the racial aspect back into yeah. it um, for someone being in your position that, or maybe they are um, like fully black. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that from research that I did in school of like studying about race and everything mm-hmm. that in the black community it's not as accepted to maybe not follow those norms. Yeah. And do you feel like you had any of that kind of resistance or difficulty? Um, And if you did, like, how did you combat that? Yeah, fortunately, I don't think it's typical. But once again, had a family that was super accepting of that. You know, my whole thing when it comes to being biracial, like there's so many more biracial kids now. But still, once again, growing up in the time that I did, I sound like I'm like talking like an old lady (laughs) in the time that I was growing up. um, There weren't many. And I was on scholarship. I went to private school for like most of my life. So I had, do you know the Jackson 5? Yeah. Okay. So I had like a Jackson 5 afro, I always say, like up until I went to middle school. And middle school, because of like society, I was like straighten my motherfucking hair. Because 
it's sad because I felt so out of place and so all the other girls had like the wispy pretty hair all of them were pretty much Caucasian I think Mm -hmm. there was one other girl in my class that was black and she had braids but I was the only one with an afro and I was like even though I am biracial, I still walk into a room and there's every shade in the book, but I am seen as a black woman mm-hmm. or people I'm, I'm, you know, people I will never be seen as a white person. And yeah. even though I'm half white, you know, this is, this is who I am. So I just had those struggles mostly of like, when they say you're not white enough for the white kids, you're not black enough for the black kids. Like it was always kind of that battle, even more than my sexuality of like where I necessarily fit in, mm-hmm. you know? So, but as far as sexuality, I think once again that goes to the the male side where I think for a male black man or you know whatever to come out as gay or bi is definitely a big no-no I think Mm -hmm. more than other you know communities but once again if my brother came out like my parents did all the time they're like (laughs) they're like we wish all of our children were like somewhere in the rainbow because like we just had that support and I guess they watched so many people growing up not get that Mm -hmm. so they were like in a way hoping that when they had babies like they were like we were hoping for more than one but we'll take it you know like they're like the complete opposite side of not being okay with being gay (laughs) no no I totally get where you're coming from I mean Moonlight is like such a powerful movie and I mean that just even explores like when you go back to that you're attracted to feminine men Mm -hmm. of like the toxic masculinity that exists in gay I know not gay (laughs) toxic masculinity that exists in black culture and just the way that it like almost is like suffocating for anyone who's is different and it's I think it's amazing that there are families that are like yours that Mm -hmm. are making it more accepted and Mm -hmm. that because I think maybe someone would see your family and they'd be like oh okay like it's possible like Mm -hmm. it's something that is out there and Mm -hmm. just because my family isn't there yet doesn't mean I can't create that myself like my future kids yeah I think whatever color you are you know white black Spanish like no matter what there's still a very old way of thinking that if you are a male you can you have to be straight you have to be the man you can't cry you can't show your emotions you can't do this you can't do that and that is one thing I will say my dad was always kind of stronger on my brother of being like no be strong get through it get through it so but I don't know I don't know that I'm not a man in that way of knowing if that was like the right thing to do like okay Mm -hmm. yeah be a man or if he was too hard on him more than he was on me and my sister. Interesting. Because we were able to, you know, show our emotions more and stuff like that. Like, if if Riley, my brother, got a boo-boo, no, pull it together. Like, keep it going. Like, they would give us an extra five minutes, me and my sister, to, like, sit on our asses and cry. So It's those subtle subtle differences. And they talk about that now of not, um, like, what color do you paint a baby's room? And, like, Mm -hmm. if your kid wants to wear, if your son wants to wear a dress to school do you let them or do you stop them because you want to protect them because a lot of it comes to you're trying to protect them Mm -hmm. but it's like I think even just hearing the openness that you grew up with Mm -hmm. it's like how much are you protecting them by making them push it down you know shaming them on like who they are and that goes back to it it comes from within it comes from a lot of people don't want to think this way but like your parents support and love is a huge thing if if you don't have it there there will be a slight hurt in, yeah. in you um and I think no I one of my biggest things that people like talked about is off of Love Island there was that moment where, where we get the babies mm-hmm. and I got what did I get I don't know if I got a girl or a boy but I ended up saying something like well I want it to be I want to pick her like pick him or her a neutral color so mm-hmm. like we picked I forget what we even picked like it was literally a fucking three years ago but I was like I want the baby to have a neutral color like I don't mm-hmm. care but we're not giving her like pink or blue like yeah. we're choosing something else I know we choose like green or something like that but no I think you should let your kids like do whatever they fucking want as long as they're not hurting anyone and not to like make their skin tougher but there's always going to be someone giving them bullshit about who they are yeah hopefully you're not the one doing that and making them feel shameful like be let them go out there be themselves and then be the support system to like help them reassure themselves that they are fine and they're just doing them you know yeah what ways did you um 
what, what ways were you able to self cope? Like when it came to things like you, you said that it was almost harder at times being the, you know, the girl that couldn't identify as mm-hmm. black or white, like mm-hmm. you were in the middle and it was at a time where there weren't as many mixed race children. Yeah. Um, how would you recommend that people can cope if they're different and whether that be cause their race or cause their sexuality or yeah. who knows, it could be even just like, um, another thing that just makes them special. I mean, I think it makes them special, but <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I just say talking about it. I'm the kind of person that literally when I talk about my problems, for whatever reason, they get better. I get that a lot of people want to push their shit down and not talk about it or lean on people or say that you need help. But say your parents aren't supportive with social media now, like go to your friend group. If your friends aren't supportive, your parents aren't aren't supportive go to social media Mm -hmm. like there's so many different places now and Facebook groups or shit like that like the internet is terrible in a lot of ways but in other ways if your small town that's really close-minded is not accepting you go online and find a community or go find your favorite you know person in YouTube videos that just talks to you that you can listen to that reassures you that there are people like you and there's a whole supportive community like waiting for you like that's always what I say to people when they're like I'm scared to come out like this and that how do I come out when do I come out I'm like there's no right time it's when you're comfortable it's when you're ready Mm -hmm. like I'll, I'll never be like do it right now like you will feel so free if you do it right now because no you just have to take it at your own pace but once you do there is a community that has like open arms waiting for you mm-hmm. and it, it might not be your parents at this time it might not be your friends at this time but there is a community a group or a person that will be open to speaking with you and relating to you and feeling you making you feel included in you know the fact that you're you're fine you're yeah. just you <laughs> I think that's what's amazing about also like speaking of shows again, like Queer Eye. I don't know if you ever watch it, yeah, but I have. Yeah. it's it's so great because mm-hmm. so much of it is, um, you know, there was an episode that I watched recently that it was they're in they're in Austin this year, and it was like a rancher cowboy, and he was very polite when it came to like taking his hat off, mm-hmm. but he was also like extremely uncomfortable at first that there's like these five very flamboyant men yeah. that are very proudly gay at mm-hmm. his ranch. And by the end of the episode, like by him just learning that they're not so different and was able to just talk to them and relate to them. I, I just wish that I, I wish for us in the future that sexuality is something that doesn't define us. And it really just is another thing that makes us unique and it opens up conversations and you, you might have even just had different experiences that then you can offer something different to yeah. a situation. Um, just like if someone had a different job, yeah, like they would have a different experience. Yeah. Like I just think it's so awesome um, to talk about it more. And even like for me, the fact that I don't really have that sexual um, desire for more than men yeah. and but that's okay too. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all literally okay. What I always bring it back to is, you know, if I were to look at you right now and be like, Mackenzie, I have something to tell you I'm, I'm straight. Like you would never be like, Oh my God, Kira, I, I need to think about this. I just don't know you anymore. Like I feel, I feel weird about the situation. Like no one does that. It's yeah. just the weird switch up that you're into the difference, like a different set, the same sex, you know? And then all of a sudden you're com- this completely changed person and people feel weird around you. It's just so stupid to me, but it's so like beaten into us from such a young age, from years and years of people saying that it's not okay, Yeah, but it is okay. Yeah. You know, it's great, actually. Do it's you? 100% okay. I mean, even me saying that, like, I very much identify as being straight, I would that's be okay, okay with being with a bisexual man. I honestly would be. And see, that's, I don't even want to say big for you, because the new newer generation, once again, like, they're being so open and beautiful with how they love and are open to it. But I remember girls finding what you just said. Like, I could never. Like, it's just, once again, that doubles, like, that stigma of, okay, a bisexual girl is okay, but a bisexual man is gross, or he's gay. Like, I love that you just said that, because so many women still would not say that. I also just think, though, that there's a lot of straight guys who aren't truly straight. And maybe it's just that (laughs) I'm just such an upfront person that I'm like, if you are willing to own that about yourself and you're saying I'm a bisexual man, but I want to be in a monogamous relationship with you and I'm just all about you, then I'm going to say I respect that. And like, that's fine by me. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't it, it is like 
it's your journey was hard and it was difficult to like in some ways to get to where you're at and mm-hmm. like for everyone it is mm-hmm. when they're exploring their sexuality but I feel like men especially it's like we've opened our minds more like potentially like you said to women it's like oh okay like mm-hmm. maybe maybe too like people we see girl and girl so much but it's like with guys there's still like this knee-jerk reaction and it's um it does make me sad because mm-hmm. I feel feel like there's just so many guys who are not able to embrace that and that's where we're so behind I feel like once again yeah it's like you think there's more bisexual women than men no no (laughs) not as accepted and they don't feel as comfortable being open about it or they were never even able to experiment to even like understand who they fully are yeah And, and it's sad but like once again I hate TikTok, but like on there, that's like one of the places I've seen guys really be open with how they dress, how they talk, how mm-hmm. there are many bisexual men on TikTok, you know, and stuff like that. And I think that that's so dope. I think it's really awesome. And they're hot. I'm into a lot of bisexual <laughs> men, honestly, because they have kind of, you know, that fluid energy where mm-hmm. it's like, there's something about them. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. They just, I mean, it's someone who's just like very comfortable with, with themselves. themselves yeah. And I think that a lot of what we've covered in today's episode is that, you know, you can be a Mackenzie, you can be a Kira mm-hmm. and you can be somewhere in between, or you can even be beyond the both of us, yeah. but it, everyone deserves a chance to explore who they are totally and and what they like and not be confined or constantly change or learn something new about themselves you know like I love labels it does help us understand each other more and it's like I am this so now you understand more about me totally but at the same time like I say I'm bisexual but more and more I learn to love just saying I'm fluid and to me that means I if I like you and not to be once again like dramatic but if our souls like connect I don't care what's below the belt I don't Mm -hmm. care what's under you know on your on your chest like Mm -hmm. I just like you so I just like the word fluid more and more now but bisexual is once again a more digestible word that people understand yeah yeah it is because that's what I was curious about because you see like Miley Cyrus I feel like was very open about because she was polyamorous, right? Or oh, I have no clue, honestly. <laughs> what? Maybe not. Maybe she was just fluid. But I, I feel like there's so many terms thrown out there, and yeah. I think that's also like, like I encourage you, like whoever's listening, if you are unsure of how you identify yourself or how to identify your friends appropriately and like in a way that they feel respected and heard, mm-hmm. you know, look into it more. I clearly need to look into it more as well. Like, I do love the term fluid too, though, yeah. because. I think that once you're open to being bisexual, then you're probably one of those people who potentially is just a more fluid person, or maybe yeah. you're just open to that your interests can change. Totally. And and clearly, like I know that ever since you've like you know explored men, that yeah. you it seems like you have had periods where you're with a woman or with a man. But yeah. I am curious, like looking to the future, like when you kind of imagine like where you're gonna be at you know, 10, 15 years from now, mm-hmm. whether that, like, do you see yourself settling down? Do you see yourself, like, do you imagine the person that you're with or is that not something that you really think about very much? Like if it's a guy or a girl? I don't think at all about if it's a guy or a girl. I definitely do growing up with my parents and watching like two people love each other and just have each other as like partners in crime, I always say throughout the years, like when one needs the other, they're just there to support and love them. Like I've, I've always wanted that for a while. I was like, I don't know if I want to get married because for so long, I think it it wasn't until like 2015 until all the States like in the U S allowed gay marriage. And for a minute I was like, well, fuck that. Like they didn't allow people in my community, even me, you know, to get married at certain times. And for so fucking long, like I don't want any of that. But at the same time, I'm just like, what does Kira want besides what history is told and like all this different shit? Yes, I do want to walk down the aisle and it might not be, you know, the conventional way, but I don't give a fuck. I don't know if it's going to be a man. I don't know if it's going to be a woman. I don't know who the human or soul or whatever is attached to the soul is going to be if it's a fucking alien. Yes, I do want to have like a lifelong partner that 
has my back and loves me and treats me with respect and me do the same for them, you know? And start a family. And babies, yes. Yeah. Like, once again, if it's a man, of course, we can do our thing. But that's always, you know, my mom has always joked. She's like, I can't wait to go to the sperm bank with you. Like, <laughs> she's literally said things like this. And I'm like, get out of my face. Like, get away from me. But it's true. Like, I don't know which sex or whatever, whoever the person's going to be. But, yes, I do want the family. I do want the kids. I do want that whole situation. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I know you're going to find that. Uh, what about you? I'm curious. <laughs> Do you want to get married, Mackenzie? Um, honestly, like I'm pretty open to just whatever happens. Yeah. I think it would be cool, but I think that I've actually never had a long-term relationship, like no more than eight months. And even the ones that were eight months, they probably started slow or were open at some point. Mm. And, um, I think I'm still trying to that's something that like maybe my sexuality's figured out but I'm trying to figure out what is it I want from a relationship mm. because I have done an open relationship mm. and I wasn't open like I wasn't at that part place in my life where I was seeing other people mm. they were and there was an honesty there uh, they let me know that they were and I felt honestly comfortable with that situation mm. had it become a long-term relationship I don't know if I would have had that same comfort long term yeah. um, but I do think I have a willingness to try to understand my partner yeah. and um, but I think that's confusing for me in a sense of what do I really want because totally. a lot of times I'm thinking about what do they want mm. and like am I okay with it am I not okay with it yeah. I definitely put my foot down at a certain point yeah but yeah I think in, like until I find that person that I can like actually have like a, a full year with like yeah. a full I think it's really hard to know once again it's from within but like you doing this and figuring out more shit about yourself and like hustling as a woman in this world like you I think you will you know gravitate that person that it's right for you yeah I just want someone to share life with like yeah. I think it's just I think we all at the end of the day like I think fundamentally yeah. husband like sure that'd be great but I want someone that when I look back on my life like I got to do some really cool things with somebody oh, and like yeah. maybe create a life with that person yes, you know yes, it's all communication <laughs> yes it's all communication with your person your partner whatever that's what I've learned like my mom always said love is falling in and out of love with the person and choosing to like stay with them because she's like at times I fucking hate your father she's like he pisses me off he never disrespects me but like yes do I want to walk out that door and be like deuces motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, I choose to stay because, you know, we've chosen we've chosen to live this life together. And at the end of the day, we love each other, you yeah. know. So it's not always sunshines and rainbows, you know. Mm. So that's what I've learned is just communication and, yeah, sticking up for what you want and not always letting, yeah, someone else kind of make you change or accept things that you don't want to accept for sure. That's really good advice, I think. The last thing I will <laughs> say is, uh, speaking of your mom, I just... I've never forgotten this one time you talked about how your mom, when you were younger, you mm -hmm. said that she used to encourage you guys to get up on the chair <laughs> and dance and talk dance. about how like, how like, yes. can you explain this? Because I, I think this is like the parting thing, the homework that everyone <laughs> should take home is please do this. Yeah, You don't even have to be a little girl or be a mother. You can be by yourself in your room and put on your favorite song and do this. But at a very young, young age before I can remember not doing it. My mom very much wanted me and my sister to love our bodies, love ourselves and feel feminine and beautiful and strong. So she would always like put a song on that we loved or something like that. And she would sit us up on the table, you know, we'd stand up and then we would do this woman dance where we would just like take our hands from our thighs and like bring them up above our heads and wave our hands above our heads and just like dance around. And she would just have us like throw our hair and just like be as crazy as you want. And we would do it for like a song and then she'd be like, okay, we're done. You know, and she would just do it here and there when she felt like me and my sister Tori needed to just feel womanly and like strong and beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. I'm going to do the woman dance when I get do home. Do the woman dance. <laughs> Go as hard as you can. And I swear after like three minutes of, even if you're like sad, like fake it till you make it, just get up, put on your favorite song, like dance as hard as you can and like feel yourself, look at yourself and I guarantee you, you'll feel better. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Kira. Let everybody know where to follow you. Oh, my God. You can follow me at Kira212Green anywhere, all social platforms. On YouTube, it's Kira G. I have not posted in a while, but I will be soon. Oh, <laughs> looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kira. Thank you.
Thank you so much again to Kira for joining us today. I know that, like I mentioned at the beginning, like this is a very sensitive subject matter. Everyone has to come out at their own time and there is no one size fits all for your journey or where you may fall on this spectrum of sexuality. But just know that there is a community out there for you, wherever you might identify as, whatever you feel in your heart. There are people out there for you and they are waiting. And social media is pretty much like one of the best ways to reach them. And I just encourage you to seek out those potential friends or connections that can maybe help you if you're feeling lost or confused or if you're lacking that support at home but thank you so much Kira for for coming on and sharing that with us I I I know that you're very outspoken about it and I it's really it's really really impressive to see that so once again, I am Mackenzie Dittman, and this has been Out of His League. New episodes every Wednesday. Next week, I am going to have on an ADHD expert, Dr. Sasha. Um, I know a lot of you listeners, based on the feedback I got from my first episode this season, that you guys are, some of you struggle with ADHD. So this is one that is going to be very relevant to you. And just like a lot of these episodes, where we're kind of taking a perspective and taking an approach to these interviews that might be different from others. This one is you're going to hear Dr. Sasha talk about ADHD, her diagnosis, her experience with understanding it, um, because she herself also has ADHD. You're going to hear about it in a way that you probably haven't heard about ADHD before. So be sure to tune in for that one next week. I will also have on there with me a special guest co-host. No, not Madison, but my friend Jordan. She is a former Miss Arizona USA and just an all-around amazing person. She might be appearing with me again in the future. We realize that we just very much align with our values and the way that we think and communicate and she keeps me on track. So it's it's fun to have her on whenever she's available and wanting um remember to leave a review for our podcast i really hope that you guys are liking what you're hearing so far i'm always open to constructive criticism or things you want to hear more of or things that you want to hear less of I'm well aware that my outro still needs a lot of work. (laughs) My mom reminds me almost every week, you got to start working on that more. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm really bad at it. And also coming next week, in addition to a new episode, I am going to be dropping more merchandise. Yes, it is a much smaller drop than the first one, but we are doing a second drop. It'll be more rookie tees in more colors and more sizes, plus hats. We've got the dad hats for you. Those are limited edition. There's not going to be anything like those again, so get them before they're gone. And also, there's going to be our friendship bracelets, handmade by myself and my mom. No, we did not buy these anywhere. We made them ourselves. You guys are our friends. I consider you my friend, at least. I hope you consider me a friend. Um, So be sure to check that out on outofhisleague.com. I think that's all for me today, you guys, but... Remember to do your woman dance, embrace yourself, love yourself, love your body, and just have a really safe and fun weekend, okay? I'll see you guys next week. Bye.